I started digging that goddamn hole, but I did not pray. I would not. I hated God. I despised him. My hatred helped me dig, kept me going. Dads or gods or the angels or whoever's plan it was would not work on me. I knew what dad was doing was wrong and nothing was going to change that. And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. This is Kelly. Oh, no. See, from that intro, <laughs> you can probably tell Kelly did not have a good time with the Horrible. movie. Horrible. Horrible. I'm absolutely surprised at this. I did not expect this reaction. See, me too. See, I really didn't know that you were into the Lifetime TV movies. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't have called that at all. <laughs> but... Now, why are you calling yeah, it Lifetime? Yeah, that bad. Oh, because okay. It's all right. shitty Just... writing. It cost them 11 grand to make it. These were all actors before they were big, or if they were big, apparently their career had been tanking. That is not true, because Bill Paxton, it's his directorial debut. And he never did another one. We know how that worked out. But it's because he had the ability of being so big that he could take the chance and do that. Worst movie. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to tell me that I... I will watch Leap Year over this movie. Wow, I've used that line before yeah. for different movies. Wow, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, we are going to get to some stuff today, people. <laughs> this is going to be great. No, I am actually super surprised. So if anyone didn't see the promotion that I put out, I think this weekend and everything, we are doing the movie Frailty. It's, Even though the photos you grabbed looked very Amityville horror. Yes, that's true. But that's, I mean, that's kind of what they were going for a little bit, probably. I mean, Frailty came out way before... The Amityville Horror remake. Oh, good times. Mm. Now, I couldn't tell. I looked this up. Frailty came out in either 2001 or 2002, but no one seems to know what year because every single site has it different. Which is interesting because it looks like it was shot in 1990. <laughs> like, even the technology at the FBI station and everywhere else, I'm like, oh, I remember this. This is the shit that we watched in elementary school. I remember those TVs and VCRs. I think it's supposed to be that way. I do honestly think. Look, I'm not going to stand up for well, everything yeah, in this movie. Because they only spent 11 grand on the movie, Ian. That's why. They spent 11 million. You can keep saying 11 grand because it is funny, <laughs> but just to let everyone else know, it was 11 million. Apparently, just for the what the rights to the name of the movie, which uh, makes no sense and is never brought up. Wait. Why wasn't it called God's Hands? Well, I went that ahead. Makes sense. I went ahead and did my research, and apparently, the writer actually doesn't like titles that tells anyone about the movie itself. Okay, why didn't they call it The Sitting God then? Because if we're going to go completely random, go completely random. I think maybe just the, the one word. cat. <laughs> why does it have to be animal related all of a sudden? Rosebush. I don't know. Like, they call really? it Rosebud. <laughs> like, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> I was I was so not expecting this. This is a completely different reaction. When I put out promotion for this, many people said this is one of their all-time top horror movies of all time. Not a horror movie. Boring, I, th- actually. Now, very, very boring. I agree that it's not a horror movie. I wouldn't call it boring. Not a thriller. I call it a thriller. No, I call it sad. I would call it a psychological thriller. Not at all. Because it's completely predictable. You know three seconds in what's going on. You're like, this is stupid. Kid's going to kill him. It's going to go down this way. Come Spoiler to alert. That's Spoiler one of the people alert. who. <laughs> like, 
you know five Spoiler minutes alert. I'm like this is going to be a tedious hour and 40 minutes because this will take forever to drag out. <laughs> <laughs> wait are you talking about the podcast or the movie both oh no oh no Kelly don't say that to our loyal listeners you're the one who likes this made-for-TV lifetime crap. First of all, I decided to switch things up because we hadn't done a movie like this for a long time. So it was something different. It was something that was on HBO Go that I remember from the past. And I watched it. And look, I don't think it's as bad as Kelly is saying. I don't. I, I don't think it's as bad as Kelly is saying because I realized what they were going for. And it was written before The Sixth Sense came out. So the twist is a big twist and it it is a twist it absolutely is a twist but you it is a twist (laughs) it's absolutely a A twist twist. okay we will get to the twist because it is a twist so we will get to that later but (laughs) let me do the intros let me do the intros really quick (laughs) this is gonna be fun so like i said it was either 2001 or 2002 no one can seem to get their years straight 80, or 80, 87, yes, because they were at VCRs and all that kind of stuff. But the movie takes place not in 2001 or 2002. It takes place in the past. That's It does not take place in that time. It's like the 80s or the 70s or whatever. Well, I do like how the very last scene where you see like the big pan away with him just standing there. And I'm like, oh my god, it's the intro to Walking Dead. So The Walking Dead stole from this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, a lot of things were stolen from this movie. That is true because it came out... You but know. that makes me even more sad for these other shows. And I'm like, really? This is what you stole from? So it has a 7.3 on IMDb, a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Roger Ebert gave it a 4 out of 4 or whatever the fuck he used to give things. I don't know. I think it was thumbs up, wasn't it? Was they changed it, though. Yeah, but then they changed it once he wasn't doing it as much or something like that. I don't know. I didn't follow Well, after stuff. the other one died, they couldn't do four thumbs up, so they could only do two, so it's not as good. So then they switched it over. I never really cared for other reviewers. I, just, yeah. I trusted myself. I didn't need to have anyone else. I like the idea of Rotten Tomatoes with all of the people, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of giving yeah, that, that. It's not one yeah. particular critic or whatever. Yeah, I enjoyed that. But so that's, I mean, there's the intro, all right? That's that's your thing. This this came out Ew. right on the cusp of when Matthew McConaughey was almost deciding to act. It was somewhere around there. You, you can't say, what, you're really going to say he was bad in this movie? No, because okay. that would require him actually acting. This is him phone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And reading lines. Well, he's, he's always done that throughout his entire career until his look started to fade. And then he even said it in interviews. He was like, I worked based on people giving me money because I had abs. And then once I had to actually do things, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm an actor. And that's why he's done True Detective and Dallas Buyers Club and Lincoln, Lincoln Lawyer. Lawyer. And yeah, all that all that stuff. Mud, you know, all those movies where he can act and you realize he can act. This is back when he was making that transition to where he wasn't acting to, hey, my looks are gone. Kelly's making faces that you can't okay. see, so I'm going to comment on those. He looks exactly the same to me. I don't see a difference. You don't see the extra 20 years on him? No. He's ugly either way. Oh. Allegedly. You got to say that or you can get sued, Kelly. Wasn't Sue he... me. I would love to get sued by him. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Wasn't he like... I would write the shit about that. Wasn't he like people's man of the like sexiest man alive or some bullshit at some point? Probably, Should right? I... I don't think he actually ever got that title. Really? Because I keep those issues. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's gross. We're going to talk about that on Ian Hates Love. 
Get all uh, your... Yeah, the Hugh Jackman one that keeps being used in Deadpool. Totally have that one. Oh, that's weird. And you well, didn't like... I had all the Ryan Reynolds ones. <laughs> Is that your turned on laugh? <laughs> you like that? Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of you before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay, let's get to yeah. this movie. I say psychological thriller. You no. say lifetime movie. Boring. <sighs> Predictable. Like, but it wasn't. Know, but hold on. All right. Bad drama. Kelly and I I'll had a conversation drama. off air about this movie. You can't <laughs> call it predictable because you were wrong about the movie. No, so it, it can't be. Yes, you were absolutely wrong. So it can't no, be predictable. We're we're because not going straight to the ending cr- yet. Just because you read into it and they barely gave you that kind of information, and at that point you're so tuned out because it's so horrible. I got you it right. Really give a shit when if I saw it's this. When I saw this over ten years ago, I knew exactly what they were doing. I had the ending right, and then I saw the writers, whatever the director's commentary, writer's commentary that they did, the audio commentary, and he specifically states. That that is the ending. There is no extra little things that you have to look into. They put everything there, and that's yeah. exactly right. And it's so boring. You don't give a shit by that point. Well, that and they don't even do like a cool way where you're like, oh wow, it actually is blah blah blah. You're like, oh, yes. I don't care. I will admit, you did a screen wipe and you showed this yeah. and this. One of the things I will wow. comment what is about the ending because I did not like the thing they did at that point. So we will talk about that soon. So let's just get the basics of the story out and then we can argue about all this. How about that? Yay. (laughs) So this story is mostly told in flashbacks. It starts with Matthew McConaughey in a FBI. It's the, it's the center, right? In Dallas, the FBI's headquarters. It's the headquarters. So Matthew McConaughey is already in like the chief's office and there are directors directors office. Yeah, there you go. And there are a couple of other FBI agents that are there, but it's late at night. It's raining. It's, you know, they're setting the scene. His name is Wesley Doyle in the movie, but it's this guy, Booth. You've seen him before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's one of those, I know you from something, but you can't place him. Right. Now, I could not place the FBI agent who was there, the other guy. The young one? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen him before, but it's not even, I mean, he has such a small part, it's not a big deal. He walks him in there. Matthew McConaughey's got the picture of, Doyle's mother you know it's just him and his you know he's like give me back that picture it's already setting it off in a kind of like oh I'm not gonna like this guy weird way yeah yeah yeah, I'm not gonna like this guy this is gonna be weird and what happens is they are currently the FBI is currently looking for a serial killer called the God's Hand Killer yep so Matthew McConaughey's role his name is Fenton Meeks and he's there to say that his brother is the God's Hand Killer and that he committed suicide, but that's the God's hand killer. And the guy's like, I don't believe you. Why should, you know? And he's like, why wouldn't you believe me? Well, no, yeah. Because, I mean, you don't just walk in and be like, so I'm pretty sure this is this person. He's like, most people don't believe me. So let me give you <gasps> backstory. Yeah. Yay. I'll just edit out the part before where <laughs> we didn't say, have it. Then we'll go right go. to it. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> One of the other things that Matthew McConaughey does is he goes ahead and he tells him he took his brother's body and buried it in a rose garden. So his brother's name is Adam. He tells him this right away so that Doyle can go check, basically. So he says, hey, you can give so-and-so a call, the sheriff's station in my hometown, and they'll let you know. So Doyle goes out. He calls the sheriff's station. A woman answers and says, oh, Fenton Meeks is there. How'd he get there? Like he stole, he stole his brother's body with a with an ambulance, 
when and we're not going to press charges though. We just want the ambulance back. Yeah. So Doyle comes back Whatever. in. Yeah. Doyle comes back in and is like, "Okay, well, they're not going to press charges. They just want their ambulance back." And McConaughey's like, "Yeah, it's a small town, I guess." And then they start diving in to things because that part it's doesn't good to know though when you yeah. go grave robbing, apparently small towns don't give a shit. So that's cool. It's Texas too. So we can mention that. I mean, I'm from Texas. I know that's what happens. It's just a, that's a thing. I'm from Texas. How how are we claiming that again exactly? Because I'm from San Antonio. I hear, can hear the accent now, so it's good. Do I have to tell my backstory about being an Air Force brat and traveling all over the world? <laughs> I don't have a fucking Boston I'm sorry, accent I either. Just, I just keep picturing boots for some reason. Continue on. What accent do you think I have, by the way, just in case? You don't have one. Exactly. Army brat. Air Force, motherfucker. <laughs> my apologies. Thank you. sir. Salute. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Hoo-ha. <laughs> Rico's Roughnecks. <laughs> yeah. Callbacks. All right. Now we go to flashbacks. And we're not going to go through all these scene by scene. Like I said, this, especially because Kelly, yeah, Kelly is not a fan. So <laughs> that wouldn't be very much fun for her. But basically, it is Bill Paxton. His name just in the movie is Dad. It's like Dad Meeks or whatever. They just call him Dad. So it's Bill Paxton. And then it's his two younger sons, probably 10 and 7. Maybe something like that. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah, that's about right. Yeah, Fenton's about 10. Adam is about 7. So Fenton, obviously, is the older Matthew McConaughey right now. So he's telling the story from Fenton's perspective. Really, what happens is they also don't have a mother. They don't say what happened to the mother. Yes, they do. She died in birth. He's talking about how it's actually the first introduction to, th- to the three of them because he's the little kid's cooking. Oh. McConaughey's cooking and blah, blah, blah. And then I have my little brother, blah, blah, blah. And it's just us three because mom died when she was having Adam. Right. And there you go. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. So now Bill Paxton works as a mechanic. Basically, they go what their life is like. And it's just the basic. I mean, there's nothing special. You what know. time period would you say this is the 70s? Yes. Or would you say it's like earlier than that? No, I would say it's the 70s going into the 80s, but most likely 70s because you mentioned the VHSs and all that kind of stuff. Like actually, so it's the 70s or the 80s when they're in the future, when they're in the present, I guess is what you would say. Yeah, present, I want to say, yeah, probably late 80s, early 90s. Which and means I would say them growing up, it would be the late 70s going into the 80s. Because if you watch when they're in there watching their TV in the living room, yeah. it's still it's TV furniture, but it's still a decent screen. It's not a little box screen. Right. We could probably do better at this, but I don't really don't think it matters. Yeah, it honestly doesn't. The time periods no. don't matter whatsoever here. So... The, the kids go to bed and they're arguing over whether, you know, Adam wants to see meatballs again at the theater and Fenton wants to see the Warriors. So actually, it's the 70s then, yeah. right? Or shit, when did the Warriors come out? <sighs> and the 1979. Want... Okay, see? So right there. Transition, like I said. And we might do the Warriors at some point, too, because that movie fucking kicks ass. Oh, I'm picking the next movie because of this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I, like, I, am. I like how that works. Okay. <laughs> so anyways... What happens is <laughs> Bill Paxton like comes in in the middle of the night and says, hey, everyone, I, <laughs> I got visited by an angel. And the angel told me our family are going to be demon slayers and that we have a gift that we can see demons that are in human form. And we're going to be told how to kill them. We're going to be given a list. And also three weapons are going to be given to us to help us kill these demons and now adam's like fuck yeah that's awesome 
Like we're so yeah, like superheroes. Yeah, it's it's something like that. Yeah, and Fenton's looking at him like my dad's off his meds. Like yeah, somebody's there's it's, something wrong with you. Yeah, he finally cracked. You know, Bill Paxton. I think in some parts of this movie he's pretty good at what he's doing. In other parts, it's extremely corny, and he kind of goes in and out of that. Yeah, but it's not like fun, true lies corny. Like it's bad corny. Well, maybe he had a lot of directing to do. I just, I just saying. Apparently, fun fact, fun fact, he smokes a bunch in this movie. He did not smoke in real life. So he was very sick most of the whole time they were in production. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. It was it was actually that actually could have been partially due to the acting, but it's it's, yep. it's one of those two. So Fenton goes back to sleep. They wake up in the morning, they don't mention it at all until they leave for school. And Bill Pax is like, hey, don't forget, don't tell anyone what I told you last night. And Fenton's like, oh shit. So then they're only in school. Like, this is the one scene at school. All the rest takes place back at home. Because he's just talking about how now the weeks are passing by and he can't focus on anything. And then one night, all of a sudden, Bill Paxton comes home late at night again. And he's got a tarp with definitely a person underneath (laughs) it. Like, Yeah, just for sure. Walks into the backyard, goes into the shed. Fenton follows him. Then Adam comes out. He's got this chick, probably in her like 30s or something like that, maybe younger. Still in her nurse's uniform. Yeah, still in the nurse's uniform. And he goes, this is a demon. This was sent to me by God. Seven names. Like apparently they use a lot of numbers here. Seven's a big one. Yeah, and, it's, a, it's a religious number. Yeah, and they do that throughout. So right. what happens is... He's doing his mechanic work, and the angel comes to him and gives him all these names, and he has to write it down. He also went ahead and he found, you know, because we skipped over this part. Right, and he, then no, you noticed who the angel was, right? Uh, who? Because, you know, God forbid they have enough money to actually, I don't know, pay another actor to be the angel, so it was McConaughey. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It looks like him. You want to look it up? Because I did. It's not McConaughey. <laughs> it looks like him. This is what happens when you do research, Kelly. You find out the answers to things. Yeah, when you care, you do research. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you're, you're coming on the podcast saying stuff that's not true, so I have to tell it you. It looks like him. Yes, it's Thank just you. a it's just a props guy or something. It's not even a real actor. Eleven million dollars, my ass. Then what did they get spent that on? What Bill, wasn't the special effects? Bill Paxton, Matthew McConaughey, and Otis the Axe. No, didn't think that this was funny. Makes me so sad. No, this that's makes just me sad inside. Well, that was a joke. So. So the other weapon is Otis. Otis the axe. It's just an old school axe with Otis carved into it. Do you remember what the other what the other weapon was? Was it the flashlight? No, it, it was um it was in the conservatory with the lead pipe and Mrs. Peacock. But um So God gives him this mission. So wait, wait, they were supposed to get three weapons and he only got two then. Oh, no, no, no. So it's the gloves, it's the lead pipe, and it's the axe. Lead pipe, yeah, so it's the... Lead pipe, it's axe. the gloves, and it's the axe. And tell me the story has... behind Otis. Okay, so apparently it's a, it has to do with George Otis and his um, fanatical teachings, and it has to do oh, of course. with... <laughs> okay, then you tell the story. <laughs> that was my joke, because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, and main emphasis in his ministry, um, spiritual mapping and spiritual, it has to do with spiritual warfare, um, which he, um, published in the nineties. It's pretty much, it's, it's, it's making reference to that about false gods, gospel and moral government theology. Okay. Well, I guess that so, makes yeah. sense. 
there's a crap ton of like quotes, but they're long and I'm not reading them. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so, so he got those three weapons, right? He got the three weapons and you're expecting with his initial run in and telling the kids this. So you're like, oh my God, it's the Winchester brothers. But That's... it never gets cool like that. Well, let's completely be honest. I mean, Supernatural is amazing. So of no, course yeah, this movie, that. of course this movie is going to be nowhere near supernatural. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. If hey look, if Fenton all of a sudden like went outside of a car and started singing "Eye of the Tiger," I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, they got it." But no. uh, driver picks the music, shotgun shuts its cake hole. Bam. Uh, look, we can do a whole. <laughs> I can do episodes upon episodes on supernatural yeah, if you me want too. to. It's fucking great. But we are focusing on frailty right now. Uh, <laughs> Just to, just to bring everything full circle right now, before right. before they go after this girl. So they've got, he's got the girl there, but they have the weapon. So they've got the gloves, the axe, and the lead pipe. He's also been told, basically, they're protected. That there are times in life where no one can see anything and God will protect them. Basically saying, like, you can kidnap these people and no one's going to see you in do it. In broad daylight. Yeah. Like, there will be no cameras or evidence or anything right. to map it to you. Right. God will protect them. And then they have to go ahead. There's a rose garden behind their house that they are supposed to dispose of, the, you know, to bury them. And, there. you know, give them their last rites or whatever. Right, right. Is it so, yeah. And, then, and they don't really get into that, though. They don't really explain if it's, you know, this used to be some sort of religious sacred area for someone like it's not attached to a church or anything right no it's no just behind no i think uh, it's the gardener's house adam or fenton asks bill paxton that and bill paxton just says that god was specific and he said oh he probably chose the rose garden the same way how he chose all of us that's that's all his explanation is spinning around and pointing at a map great well i mean it was right there <laughs> but that's but that's the whole point of this movie right now is you're supposed Yo, to see then, then what kind of test of faith is that i'm sorry i want you to go out and kill seven people whenever i give them to you but now i want you to draw drive to like arkansas like make it more difficult well i don't Not know what buried in your backyard <laughs> well yes like, he I want did this to be some sort of like well, he only had to... road trip he only had to travel like 45 minutes away at one point i think to get someone right just say so do you think that like is there like a father group in like every county so it's just easier that way like I, i'm just i'm just cleaning up my well you don't know the same way with supernatural where there are many different hunters other than the winchesters there could be other people that have been Doesn't chosen he run in, they run into other people don't they i'm gonna save that for the end i'm gonna save that for the end because i don't think it's good to talk about it right now okay so i'm not talking about the movie i'm talking about the winchesters the winchesters run into plenty of hunters yeah that's what i'm saying but that's all uh, I'm saying that there could, in this reality, be other oh. people. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But I think you do meet one later on. But that's me looking into the movie. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right now in the movie, right now in the movie, as a rational person, you're supposed to be like, this person is mentally insane and Fenton is the only person who's thinking correctly right now. And his younger brother is being religiously brainwashed by the father because he's too young to understand anything different. See, now, honestly, if it wasn't Bill Paxton, I would believe that. But with Bill Paxton in every movie he plays, you're like, eh, a little mentally unstable, period. Well, sure. I mean, Twister. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Human barometer. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what, he, what they fucking call him when he stood outside and he threw the bottle of uh, oh, like whiskey into drink. the... Yeah. Fuck, what did they call him? 
Yeah, that'll come to me oh, after fuck. the show. Yeah, of I know. It sucks. Anyway. <laughs> so one of the things also, the reason why the gloves are a weapon is because if Bill Paxton touches one of these demons, he can see their sins. And then it gets transferred to his sons, or is supposed to be transferred to his sons. So when he kidnaps people to kill them, who are, you know, these people who are demons, he wears the gloves so that he doesn't get this huge thing. And now it seems... Yeah, but see, I wouldn't call that a weapon. It's it's like, protection? It's, you know, God gives me a shield and he gives me a knife or a sword. So it's, it's the shield. It's that, it's that type of symbolism. But you would call a shield a weapon, though. I'd call it defense. I, don't, I think in general... We're getting way too technical. I think no, in general, if you saw a, weapon, a shield. I want to see him actually strangle somebody to death if it's a weapon. Well, he fucking chops some people up with that fucking axe. Well, yeah, but you expect that with an axe. Like, if you're going to wear gloves and call them a weapon, you better strangle someone. Well, what's funny about that, too, is it almost seems like when he touches a demon, the demons are hurt by his touch as well because he can see their sins and he makes weird faces like this is the goofiest part of the movie to me oh my god yeah anytime bill paxton touches the demons this huge loud music plays in the background and then the demons kind of convulse and he convulses and makes these weird faces yeah it's that was the goofiest part to me <laughs> yeah it's very so i'm gonna touch this electric fence you know for fun like it's that kind of a i wouldn't do that but since this is new to him, and he has never killed someone before, destroyed a demon, which is what they say, though we'll bring that up in a second. But since he's never done it, of course he's going to touch the demon to see what their sins are. But that's are just it, though. So he actually doesn't have faith in God because he still needs to be proven to him. Oh, sure. I'll give you that one. You know what, Kelly? I will give you that. Yes! You, you, got, you get one mark in the wing column there. Yes! Yeah, I'll give you that one. He does it. He does the goofy faces. He takes up the axe and, you know, Fenton's like, no, you know, don't do it. Adam doesn't seem to be startled at all through any of this stuff. And he just chops her. He, you know, he kills her. Then they go to the Rose Garden. They start burying, you know, and that's. No, no, no. Ada clearly dismembers her when she figure out in the Rose Garden. Yes. Oh, that's what it's saying. He, like their body parts in the bag that they have to dump into the new rose grave. garden yeah, which yeah. apparently he can't bear, bury in the trash bags he has to he was told by the angels well that's why that's <laughs> that's why you're not supposed to believe any of this whatsoever is because he seems like he's just making up rules in his As head he yeah, yeah yeah and that's the whole problem with a lot of religious stuff is it just seems like i mean you take that south park episode where they're making fun of mormons and it just seems like they're making up things dum, as dum, they dum, go. Dum, dum, yeah, dum, yeah. Dum, dum. That whole, and that's what you think. You're like, oh, Adam, Adam is just dumb for going along with this. Fenton is thinking for himself. Well, no, he's seven, and you want to believe your parent. You know, at that age, you're not, you don't hate them yet. So. And Fenton really isn't at the point yet where he's supposed to hate either. But he's still more mortified because he's. Well, he, you get to the point where like you're not supposed to kill. Like I don't care right. if you say that. And then I love the fact that he uses the Santa Claus reference. Yes, he tells Adam that hey. You know, he's telling you lies. This isn't true. And Adam's like, no, it's it's true. I, I know dad wouldn't lie about that. He's like, don't you remember when dad dressed up as Santa Claus last year? That's it's the same thing. He's he's got yeah. a screw loose. He's he's There's something crazy. wrong. Yeah. And, you know, he does ask him to run away with him at, at a couple points, but that doesn't work. But right now you're supposed to be believing Fenton. You're supposed to be agreeing with him because you should hope that people would think that bill paxton is crazy because if bill paxton even if it was your father 
who woke you up in the middle of the night and was like, hey, God just told me we're supposed to be destroying demons. That's our purpose. And then here are all these weird rules. You go, no, I'm not going to do that. And we're going to go to the insane asylum now. Right. Yeah. So we're going to go to over and talk to these people over here. It's it's weird. And that is more than weird, actually. And then also another rule is that, you know, and he just comes up with this because Fenton's like, wait, you're going to do this again? He's like, oh, don't worry, Fenton. You didn't see you didn't see when I touched the demon, the the sins. Well, it's OK, because you'll see it next time. And Fenton's like, what? No, you're yeah. going to you're going to do this again. And he's like, I'll tell. And Bill Paxton all of a sudden comes out and says, oh, well, the angel said you can't do that because someone will die. And he goes, well, someone did die. And they're going to continue to die. He's like, no, no, no. I mean, those, those are yeah. demons. Sorry. Those are demons. And we are vanquishing them. So uh, technically, it's not killing them. Yeah, the destroying. Guy, the kid's just looking at him like, uh, yeah. no, that's still bad. They use the word destroy a lot. He's like, we right. destroy demons. We don't kill humans. I mean, he's like, I've never killed anyone in my life. And Fenton's like, yeah, you yes, have. You, did. you just did. <laughs> he's like, no, that was a demon. Didn't you see that? Like, I'm sure God will come to you sometime. Like, that's. <laughs> right. And you're kind of like, okay. Yes, you, you realize where the story is going, but I don't think you understand what they're going for in the movie, I guess. That's that's where... Oh, yeah, that's bad cinematography and not being clear. I find this movie to be very clear, but that's just me. But I also guess every... Reading into it. I read into every movie. Every single movie. Then how did you not hate this movie? It was so fucking boring. I didn't find it boring. I don't know. I think boring... Boring is reserved for certain movies. I didn't find this movie boring. So, By the way, I already ordered the movie we're watching for next week. It'll be delivered to your house. Oh, no. That's really fucking scary. Mm-hmm. That's scarier than this movie. Mm-hmm. Yay! They find another person now. Or actually, I don't know. Remember also that they're going back and forth between Matthew McConaughey telling the story in the FBI department right. and, and then the FBI also agent questioning him and figuring out he's like okay so what happened to your so your dad's been killing all these people where's your dad now and he's like oh he's dead he says that adam killed himself like we mentioned before right and that's kind of where that story is so it goes back and we don't even need to we don't need to go into that until later because it's just back and forth with the detective asking him things the director asking him things i'm trying to think about the best way to put it because we don't have to do every scene like i said so let's just say this then Bill Paxton continues to bring demons back. He uses Fenton at one point to lure a demon as well. It's this old guy. You know, he takes him back. And when he touches him, he sees that he's a child murderer, like child molester. And molester and, child murderer. and yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and now, kills people. Keep in now, mind, mind you, this is, that's the first time that he mentions what the vision is. Exactly. He doesn't tell you with the nurse what, right. what her issue was. No, very which, true. Which honestly, I think they could have came up with a better thing with her being a nurse, but whatever. Yes, that is very true. I do agree with that. But this guy is a creepy old man who's a child molester. Now, keep in mind, they are not showing the audience either. No. These sins. They're just showing Bill Paxton make faces, loud right. sounds. But the other thing is, is I'm expecting Adam to make faces too, then, if he actually is seeing them and he's just standing there blankly. I don't know, shitty child actor, or just wasn't given that direction. I think that because he's so young and hasn't been exposed, he doesn't understand how terrible the things are that he's seeing, if that makes sense. So that's why. That's what I think, anyways. Because well, Fenton, that's probably what it is. But it's one of those really like. But making... once again, this is a sign for later that you didn't pick up on, because Fenton is the one that reacts right. every time, and that's the whole issue: is that Fenton is the one reacting and not Adam. 
So that because comes he's into 10 play. and he's watching his dad kill people. But that comes into play later. By this point, Bill Paxton's like, what the fuck, Fenton? Why are you not like, why are you not understanding what's going on? And Fenton runs off because he wants Bill Paxton wants Fenton to kill this guy. And Fenton runs off and he's just like, I've had it. He runs to the sheriff's department. He gets the sheriff. The sheriff does not, and this is why you know it's really old school back in the daytime, because the sheriff does not believe anything that the Fenton says. says. Yeah, like and nothing on, whatsoever. And on top of that, it's clearly like a podunk little town because there's like the sheriff. Like right. there's no, it's not a police department. And he's about to leave early. Now, this is happening late at night, so technically right. he's going to get up very, very early, like probably like 6 a.m. or something. It's probably six, 5 or 6 a.m. right now to go fishing instead of be the sheriff of the little town. Like right. he's, he's looking to get a jump on them fish. So Right. Yeah. So he's pissed Anglers. off. Yeah, he's pissed off. He goes back with Fenton. Bill Paxson answers, then goes ahead. Shit, did we skip over the whole dig the hole thing? Yep. Yeah, we did. All right, we got to do that first. <laughs> so Bill Paxson is getting mad. He's getting mad at Fenton for not understanding him and not understanding God and God not going and talking to him, like not having faith. And Adam's fine. So at one point when Fenton brings up, hey, we need, we need to run away, Adam goes like a little baby and tells on him to the dad. Right. So then Bill Paxton says, hey, I need you to build like a 15 by 15 by 20 hole in the backyard. And Fenton's dig like, it. yeah, dig it. And he's like, while you're doing that, pray to God. He'll tell you everything. Like, do it. Pray. Maybe you'll get a vision. You know, all this kind of stuff. So Fenton is talking as he's talking to the FBI director and saying, I did that hole. And you see he's got these calluses on his hands. And he won't use gloves. And he's just going ahead and he's digging and he's digging. And he's like, I didn't pray once. And that's his big thing. He's like, ah, fuck. You know, all this kind of stuff. He's like, I don't want any of this. He's like, I am not praying once. So that's his like stand up to God and standing up to his father at the same time, right? Sure. I'm sorry, but there's no way you're getting a tenure unless you're threatening to beat them or he actually thinks that his dad will kill him if he doesn't dig the hole. I don't see this hole getting dug. Well, I think that's exactly what he thinks is that his father will kill him. But it doesn't come off that way. Like it comes off as like, I'm an obedient, you know, this is the 1950s and I will be beaten, but that's not because I think I'm going to actually die. No, I think why wouldn't you run off right away if you think that that's going to happen? Well, I think, well, he mentions he has nowhere to run to. He does mention that. Well, there's no family around. There's no nothing. So, um, you can go to his pervert friend who just wants to see what's her nuts tits. Oh, yeah, the one and like tattle. Right. The one friend he meets or we meet anyways. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that that because he still loves his father and he still loves his brother. I think he's I think what keeps him around is Adam. His younger brother is what keeps him around. No, I've cut that tie because you just told on me and now I have to dig a giant grave in my backyard. But These are brothers They're I mean, they're brothers in this where Fenton obviously took care of Adam through a lot of his life i mean making dinners doing all he was basically almost like the mom because his dad was at work and the mother is dead so you know he feels more of a kinship to adam than he normally possibly would so of course he doesn't want what he perceives to be his brother being brainwashed by a psycho religious whatever you want to call it like that's what keeps him around and then he is also standing up to his father by digging that hole and not praying yes you can you can't just make faces. You gotta, like, at least say what faces you're making. 
No, I'm hoping we'll get to the point where people will want to see this, and then that way you'll actually have to record these. At some point, I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, I know. At some point. Well, you're kind of like, oh, you mean you didn't brush your teeth before you went to bed? You're so bad. That's pretty much what that was. Because it's not like real rebellion. It's kind of like, well, screw him. I'm not going to fold my socks then. Like, but, really? No, but to to a parent that is obviously so religious and so far gone that Fenton thinks like the best way to get back at him is to do this and not pray. It's me standing up for myself. Like that's the biggest thing to him is this is actually a hit to his father as well. Okay. He builds it all by himself. <laughs> it's basically a, a killing cellar and they go ahead and they put, <laughs> they put the shed over it. Right. Pretty much. It's a dungeon. Right. So then when that old guy, you know, is brought back there and Fenton is asked to kill him and he runs the, off. The child molester. Yeah, the child molester. And when he runs off, he brings the sheriff back. And now Bill Paxton, I thought this was a good part. I like this where the sheriff does not believe a word Fenton is saying, but Fenton is still keeping on going. He's like, go ahead, check the, I can take you to the Rose Garden. I can take you, let's go out. You know, they go, finally they do end up going out to the shed. But before they do, because the sheriff's just like, look, we got to shut your kid up. Can I just take a look? Right. And Bill Paxton goes, he looks at Fenton the whole time, and he's like, does it have to be done? Does it have to be done? Because Bill Paxton knows, and he's he's trying to tell Fenton through his language and through his eyes that this, you know this person's going to die. Because I told you that when you tell, someone's going to die. And that's what he's trying to do. And I thought that part was well done. But, of course, Fenton doesn't get the message because he's like, oh, he's going to find it and it's going to be great. And, you know, my dad's going to be taken away. So they bring him out there. And, of course, the body's gone. And Fenton's still down in the cellar basement area. And as the sheriff goes up and he's just ready to leave, he's just like, I can't believe, you know, you can get in serious trouble for this boy. Like, as he's leaving, he gets conked on the head with the lead pipe by Bill Paxton. (laughs) And then Bill Paxton has to kill to kill the sheriff. <laughs> and he's crying the whole time and he throws up because, you know, he yep. thinks he's actually murdering a human. Because this is the first time to him that he's actually murdered a human because the rest were demons. Right. So he's very, very upset with Fenton, of course. And Fenton, Fenton is not as upset as he was when the demons were getting killed. He's now more pissed off than he is scared and like crying and stuff he's more angry i love that you're trying to paint this particular picture because you can't get this from the movie actually i did get this from the movie no yes i did kelly are you questioning how fucking smart and intelligent i am yeah that you can make a boring movie entertaining because you i I give you this you get great imagination and i well thank you there you go i so but i'm trying to adequately describe this movie to people so that they understand what's going on because really it needed subtitles because uh, the cinematography is that bad and doesn't show you it. Not sure I completely believe that. <laughs> but so now Fenton is pissed. Obviously his father is pissed now because he's like, you made me kill a human. And Fenton's like, you've been killing fucking humans. Like, <laughs> you're <laughs> fucked up in the head. <laughs> you're just fucked up. Hello. Yeah. And, you know, Adam's like, ah, oh, I see, you know, he when he touches them, I see him. And they're like, and he's like, no, you don't. You don't see it. And at one point, too, Adam brings a, and I thought this part was funny, too. He's like, hey, God gave me a list of people, too, Dad. Look at, look at my list. Like, we can go kill these demons. And he looks at the list and he's like, isn't this you the, the kid? You the kids that pick on you. Right. Really? 
And then he gives him a whole lecture about how they don't kill humans, they kill demons, they destroy demons, and that killing humans is really wrong. And Fenton's looking at him like, you fucking hypocrite, you're killing humans <laughs> right now. Right. So I thought that stuff was done well. But what the revelation also is, is that as this happens and they get back to the shed, Bill Paxton makes Adam go into the house and takes Fenton into the shed and grabs the axe. And it looks like, oh, he's going to, you know, possibly this is the end of the line for Fenton. But instead he says, the angel told me that you're a demon. And I just can't believe that. So we're going to work on this. He's like, the weird thing is you're afraid of me, but I'm actually more afraid of you. And he takes Fenton and he puts him down. Fenton's trying to struggle. He's like, I won't tell anyone. Now, I won't tell you, anybody. He's not wearing his gloves and he's touching a, an apparent demon now, that's not affecting him at all. I agree with that as well. And that was probably the only part to me that didn't make sense in this realm. But then well, I did have a question though. of it. It's the question of when does Fenton turn into a demon? You know how Bill Paxton saying thing. If the angel had said, your son is going to be a demon... And he just says the angel says you're a demon. Like you can, you see what I mean? Like, see what? So you see how much reading into this movie you have to do? I do that with every movie. I did that with fucking Suicide Squad. And that's that's just it though. And that's why you hate movies because you overread and think that they're more intelligent than they are. I hate some movies. I've liked a lot of movies we do on the show. That's true. Yes. So. So, anyways, but anyway, go well, ahead. Okay, you do so this. I'll give you that. No, I completely, oh. I, I get, I, I will agree with you on that. But it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, so he hasn't committed any sins yet, but apparently, well, that's why you're not affected. Well, let's that's not why also you're not affected. But then, in that if, way. if you're forgetting, because right now we're assuming this is the Christian religion, you're assuming that anyone who is born, I'm guessing they're baptized. I could be wrong, well, but you know about everybody was. you know about the original sin and everything, so that could also play into that part as well. Because what? Still, could, why are you not directly affected then? But Fenton like hasn't. Well, what I'm saying is Fenton has not committed any sins. If the angel says he's a demon, it does not mean that he's committed any sins yet. He's just a demon. So when he's older, he could do things, which is possible. You see what I mean? So he touches him. Of course, he hasn't done it. He's 10 years old. What it's sins semantics. has he done? Just saying. I don't know. That's where you're expecting him to be like, there's a flashback, and he's murdering cats and dogs because he's actually a serial killer. Doesn't mean that demons have to start the second they're born at doing stuff like that. Isn't that what that means? No, absolutely not. They're saying that in this in this realm, in this reality, demons are bad people, but they don't say when they start to do the bad things. For sure. So that's why you have to wait till they're on the list. Yes, exactly. So that's just it then. So he was told that this kid is or will be a demon, but since he's not on the list, he hasn't reached his full demon potential. It's funny to hear it that way, <laughs> but it is that is true. They can't kill people or they can't destroy demons until they're on the list. So Bill Paxton never says that Fenton is on his list. Right. He's just because he's constantly praying to the angels and to God. The angels talk to him from time to time in his dreams, so he does not say that Fenton is on his list. Right. So that's that's one thing. Yeah, that's just one thing to keep in mind. So because as a father, he can't believe that his son is a demon, he throws him in the cellar and locks him. Dungeon. Dungeon Dungeon. cellar, yeah. Dungeon, pretty much. He locks it down, nails it down, and says, you're going to stay in there until you get a vision from God. Fenton's like, oh shit, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm screwed. 
But that's just it, though. Like, that's where you're expecting, especially if you're assuming that this kid is evil. Why wouldn't you just initially lie after a day and a half and be like, oh, no, totally, I'm on your thing. That's, we're cool now. Okay. So I don't want to misgender you, but I, <laughs> I believe you to be a woman, correct? It comes and goes. There you go. Being a, and I'm going to gender myself, I am male. So that is what I identify as. Legally. Yeah, legally I am, I am male. The fights you have with your father sometimes, the things I have done as a kid to stay completely like, fuck you. Like, I am not giving in whatsoever. I can tell you for a fact that if my father, and he, believe me, I'm saying this, I'm putting this on the record, he never did anything like this to me. If my father He's only ever. saying this because you guys are listening. Yeah, that's. Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the things I've shared with Kelly. <laughs> so if I was thrown in a cellar by my father and asked, especially me being agnostic or whatever you want to call it, threw me into a cellar and said, as a kid, you are not coming out until you see a vision from God, there is no way that I would backtrack and pretend just to get out of there. I would definitely have done this where you try and stay steadfast for a while and you're thinking you're torturing yourself, but you're actually torturing him. No, this is the whole Captain America thing. This isn't affecting them at all. I'd rather play the game and manipulate the fuck out of you and be like, yep, nope, totally on your side, dude. But you also have to make it a little bit more realistic because you know how strong-willed Fenton is. You know how strong-willed he is because he dug that whole entire dungeon himself with no gloves. Because he didn't lie for that one either. That's what I mean. So he is so strong-willed. Of course he's not going to bend on this. There's no way. So what happens is now he's able to have one glass of water. A day a that day. he gets to drink from a little hole. hole. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so he tells the FBI director that he was in there for seven straight days. And then his father came in and said, hey, Fenton, you know, did you talk to God yet? And Fenton goes, there is no God. And, of course, that that's like the worst thing you can say, to right, Bill Paxton, right. which is awesome. So then he nails it down again. And that's when he says he lost track of the amount of days he started going a little crazy in there and had some type of a vision that God finally came to him and told him what to do. At one point, he's not responding when Adam is trying to give him his water. So he calls Bill Paxton in. Bill Paxton gets him. Fenton's basically like a little weak guy. And he's like, I saw God. I'm ready to help you. Yeah, I'm ready to help you. You know, they finally eat his food. And Bill Paxton is so fucking happy. You know, he's like, my son... My, my prodigal son is back. You've been saying. Yeah, you've been saying, like, we're all, as a family, going to destroy demons. This is fucking great. This is going to be the best. Yeah, devil horns up for everyone. Woo! This is fucking great. Now, I forget at this point, if they flash forward to the present, it might have been around this time that Matthew McConaughey says, look, I can take you. You know, he's asking him for proof. And Matthew McConaughey is like, well, I can take you to the Rose Garden. Right. Where, where I buried him. So I think this is where that little trip, could, you know, and basically it's he's in the back of the cop car talking more. Right, driving uh, in yeah. the rain. Yeah, what there's happens? The, there's no visuals. And I will bring up one of the scenes that because I look into so many movies, I notice that maybe you didn't about that. Oh. But oh. we'll go back oh. to that later. We'll go back to that later because if I say it now, I might give it away. Because <clears throat> my mind just flashed over to Jeff Goldblum and recognizing the tremors in the water, and that's where you know danger's coming. That's kind of a little bit of that. Oh, hmm. a little bit, a little bit. Hmm. 
they find they find this guy. They find this guy. He gets it's on it's on Bill Paxton's list, and he brings Fenton and Adam. But Adam's still not allowed to help out. Fenton is the only one that's allowed to help out. So they show up at this guy's house. They go up to him, and he's like, I don't know. He's kind of a, like a buffer, whatever, 1970s, whatever. White fuck. trash. Yeah. White trash. White trash, but you could tell he could handle himself. So maybe Bill Paxton yeah, would have borderline tra- skinhead kind of. Feel. Yeah, maybe that kind of thing. And what's great is they are so heavy handed with the scene because they're like, hey, so our car broke down. We need to change a tire. Do you have a tire iron? And they both have gloves on. And he's like, why do you need the gloves? And they're like, oh, because not to get dirty. And then you hear a woman's voice in there. Go like, what's the that? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, who's at the door? And he's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> Like really, just to prove that this is person is probably a jackhole. Period. Probably Kelly. Probably. Probably a demon. Probably. <gasps> yeah. Now he just needs his ass slapped a little bit, and then he can straighten him out that way. With an axe. Yeah, with a cool. fucking axe. And then he looks at them both, and he's like, "Women, am I right? <laughs> yeah, bitches. <laughs> yeah, bitches." <laughs> so he's like, "Okay, I think I got a tire iron in in my garage." So they go out to the garage, and Fenton's still freaked out, apparently, because he... Now, originally, I thought he was doing this on purpose, but it definitely wasn't that. He knocks over something as Bill Paxton's about to hit the guy in the back of the head with lead pipe. Guy turns around with the tire iron, hits Bill Paxton in the stomach, but then Fenton comes over and hits him with his own lead pipe or wrench or something like that, and then Bill Paxton hits him again. So Bill Paxton is now... He definitely has a stomach wound i mean it's not like it, it's impaled by it i want to say yeah you know, i want to say like cracked a rib or something because that's kind yeah. of what, where he's at probably somewhere around there you're absolutely yeah. right yep so they get him back they take him back to the cellar bill paxton dungeon. goes ahead takes off he goes up to the dungeon takes off the gloves touches the guy and is like destroy this demon and fenton's staying there all angry with the axe now this was the very predictable part for sure he goes to swing, but then instead swings right into Bill Paxton's stomach. Or chest, actually. Chest cavity. Yeah, like actually right at the heart probably, right? Probably, yeah. Close to that. Pretty good swing. Ten-year-old. I don't know. Otis. Weapon yeah. of death. Otis knows what he's doing. That's for sure. Yeah. So now, Bill Paxton, I thought this was good acting by him. I thought his death scene was good. No, you didn't? The his look, death scenes the look, are always good. The look of complete sadness that he had that his son did that to him of oh no he really is a demon that look i thought was very <laughs> yeah, but good that's just also it's another thing where you're clearly not that religious this shit always happens that's sons true killed you know sons kill each other brothers kill each other parents kill kids like that's just how that goes but remember people normally like to skip over certain parts and only focus on other parts remember this is true yeah let's not forget that right this is my interpretation of this. Yes. Oh, uh, it's not how it's written. Right. But okay. Sometimes some good is brought out because of that, but then other times there's some really, really it's bad stuff. It's mostly bad. A yeah. lot of bad stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> this gets back to my initial point that humans are inherently evil. And I don't necessarily believe in that. But I know because but, you're Captain America. Yes. I hope for the good and everything. And I certainly am not one of those people that think religion is the reason for people being good. I absolutely do not think that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. It, it does work for some people, but I, I don't think that's the reason why a person is good. Thin line. Yeah, there's Thin a lot of... Line. Right. It's more of an excuse. It could be. 
It could absolutely be. And it's not the case for everyone. That's why I'm not generalizing here. No, no, Some no, things no. work for people more than other things work for people. It's just the way it is. It's always more fun when you're surprised that that person's religious and you're like, oh, and you're not a jackhole. Sweet. Yes. Actually, recently had the pleasure of talking to some great people that are like that. And it's awesome because I love having those type of conversations. Right. Like I love going through all that stuff. But with a person who is so who is open minded enough to explain things the way they feel instead right. of just saying you're wrong. I'm not going to convert you. Yes. Exactly. I'm yes. not a converter. I'll tell you why I do this. I mean, I don't care if you believe it or not, but this is why I do this. Exactly. I like that a lot. I do not like when people tell me I'm going to hell or any of that bullshit. Like I, It's kind of one of those, oh, thou shalt not throw stones and I'll see you there. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> No, I've had some great conversations recently, especially actually on Ian Hates Music, because oh. some of the bands that I talk to are very religious, but... Creed. Yes, I talked to Scott <laughs> Staff. We're, we're, we are great friends. Cool. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that stuff later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while Bill Paxton is dying, he whispers something to Adam. Now, Adam is completely disgusted. By what Fenton did. You, this oh, is yeah. the More first time This he, is when you actually see his reaction. Yes, he is He is disgusted. Now, the question is, you know, what did he say to Adam before he died? But so Fenton goes ahead and he's like, while they're, you know, while his father's dead and whatever, he goes over and he rips the tape off of the guy who's tied up. No, no, no. You're like, wait, what, what's happening? Oh, that's Adam with the huge ass fucking Otis <laughs> blade and just chops him down. And kills him. So now they've got two more bodies to put in the Rose Garden. So you didn't, I mean, Mr. Research didn't look up and see what he said to the son? I don't believe it was ever said. I mean, I have my, I think he said two things to him. (gasps) What did he say? Because I have my theory too. Oh, okay. So I think for one, your brother is a demon. And I think the other thing he said was that you have to, you have to destroy that other demon as well and take over for me. That's what I think he said. Those are the two things because I think it's easy enough for him to have said both of those things before he died. What do you think? It's the suck zone and it's the finger of God. (laughs) (laughs) You should have paused more dramatically for that, I think. Sorry. I'm happy I got through that without completely laughing the whole time anyway. If people did not understand that, that was a Twister reference. (laughs) It's the suck zone. F5's finger of God. Finger of God, man. Finger of God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're having fun. So then they go to the Rose Garden, and they bury both of them. And this is where now you can go to the present, right? because he is now, they are at the Rose Garden. Now, we did not mention that Matthew McConaughey, Fenton, has... Handcuffs on. Yeah, he has handcuffs on. And he's being led by Doyle into where he says the bodies are buried. Right. So he's telling the story, and as he's telling it, he goes, you know, this is the flashback, is Fenton says to Adam... If you ever come for me, please bury me here in the Rose Garden. Right. So this is the older kid talking to the little kid. Yes. Fenton. Yes. So Fenton says that. And then Adam says, I swear to God, I will. I just want to make sure I was right on that. (laughs) Okay. Because I think he said it specific. I just wanted to make sure. Right. So do you have the quote pulled up? Fenton is burying everyone right now. And Adam's there looking at him, despising him, basically. And Fenton says... You got to promise to God that if you ever destroy me, you'll bury me here in the Rose Garden. And Adam says, I swear to God I will, or I promise God I will. Something like that. Right. Right. Now, that's when you flash to present. Doyle says, 
well, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. You told me that Adam said to bury him right, in right. the Rose Garden. You swapped those. Yeah, but you're Fenton. And Matthew McConaughey goes, well, the story makes sense if I'm actually Adam Meeks. <laughs> there we go. So, yes. Bump, bump, bump. It was Adam telling the story the whole, the whole time. time. So, yes. So, now Doyle is like, well, you're just as fucked up as your father. So, right, I mean, much. and I've got you. So, yeah. keep walking. Takes out his gun. He's like, slowly now. And Adam's like, yeah, I'll show okay. you where I bury Fenton. They continue their walk. What he also mentioned, and I did forget to say this because I don't think, I think this was brought up before, that what they ended up doing after the father died, well, after the father was killed and they buried him in the Rose Garden, they waited a few days. They went to the sheriff and said that the father never came home. And then they got shipped out to separate foster families. Right. So that's like the end of their communication until Adam, who was pretending to be Fenton, went and got his brother who committed suicide. Right. That's what was said at the beginning. Right. So they make it to the grave or to the Rose Garden. And you see just tons and tons of grave sites. Like way more than it was six. Six people are who the God's Hand Killer killed. So Doyle goes, whoa, there's way more than six here. Adam's like, yeah, this is where I continue to put demons. Like this is what I do. Right. This is just I just bury them all here. And Doyle goes, well, it doesn't matter. You're just fucked up and I've got you now. So just show me the stuff. And Adam's like, oh, well, just like the killer who killed your mom got away or whatever. Something to provoke him. (gasps) Yeah. Something to provoke him a little bit. Instead of like shooting him or something, takes the gun to hit him. And as he goes to hit him, McConaughey puts his hands up, grabs his bare hand. And now you get a flash and you flash to him, Doyle. Killing his elderly mother. Yeah. Killing his elderly mother back in the day, just chopping her, like stabbing her while she's hanging laundry. It's like, why did you do that? You have to get rid of all that laundry too? Everything. Yeah, it seems like you could have done this a little bit better. That's when it seems like the power is to also bring up the memory in the person, in the demon as well, because Doyle just starts going, like, how did you know? Like, and he's like convulsing on the ground. He's like, how did you know? And that's when. Adam McConaughey starts talking about how he saw all of the times that Bill Paxton touched people, and that's when they cycle through that the nurse, the one thing she did was slit some guy's throat who she had... Which is kind of like, no, I wanted her to be like the angel of death and be like injecting and killing all her hospital patients. Like, that would be a little bit more evil for me. Like, not just because you... Right. I think it would be harder if... Unless they she did a pillow on top of them, I think that would be the only visual because if she was giving a shot, you'd have to see like... Yeah, a, but then you a, can just you'd see the beep, 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 beep. No, that's true. Just... You could probably do that too. But yeah, they just did something easy because it was quick. It was an hour and 40 minute movie. They probably could have put a little bit more into it. But since it wasn't a horror movie, they were going more... 11 grand, yeah. <laughs> 11 grand, yeah. <laughs> and then you see the old man get this like little blonde girl in like I, uh, pink and stuff and it's all gross. Ew. Do they show what the what the dude did? They don't show the skinhead and they don't show the other dude that they also that he also traps. Right. They don't yeah. show either one of those. Yeah, I forgot about the other guy too. Because it does yeah. it's all the same cycle just to show that Fenton right. doesn't believe in what's yeah, happening. Yeah. yeah. That's the whole thing right now that you have to understand about this movie. You are supposed to be on Fenton's side throughout this entire movie because what's happening is psychopathic. It's not 
a good thing. You would not believe that God would do this. It doesn't make any sense. Why would this be the way to go? But once Adam shows that this actually is happening, that means that there are actually demons in this reality and that he is God's hand in this case, that he is doing God's will. That is the whole point. (coughs) I think my issue, though, is that when you, especially with our current culture and being jaded by other movies, being jaded by other horror movies, the fact that they use the term demon, you're expecting something more than what you're getting, and that's why you're kind of like, it's really they're just shitty evil people. I think demon's too harsh of a term for them. Well, let's not forget that (coughs) in Supernatural, since you brought that up, demons inhabit people's bodies, but they're not grown into them. The assumption here in this movie is that you're born a evil creature if you are a demon and you start doing your demon things whenever you do. So it's just evil people and they're calling them demons. This is more like Constantine. Um... Yeah. No, they had a lot more. Walk among. But they had a a lot more powers in Constantine. That's what I'm saying. But these have no powers. Because it's eleven grand movie. (laughs) Okay, I'll give you that they could have, but I think the whole point of this movie was being subtle. I think that was the point. Yeah, but it's because it would have been too easy. See, I think that's the whole thing. So here's the scene that I was that I saved that I was going to talk right, about right. before. Matthew McConaughey, the first time that he touches, because they did not shake hands in the FBI because he had the picture in his hands, and Doyle took the picture out of his hands, and they never actually touched. So when he offered him, he goes, "Hey, you can put on these handcuffs, or I can put them on for you." Matthew McConaughey puts on the handcuffs, and when he goes to sit in the back of the cop car, as you probably know, they hold your head down so you don't hit your head as you're going in. Matthew McConaughey says, as he goes to touch him, goes, no, I know how to do it, and he gets in. So they never have physical contact until that moment to feel the convulsions and and all that shit. Yeah, I give you that, but that's not my issue. My issue is that demon is too too hard of a term I or think, if they're born that way, it's kind of one of those, you, they got to give you a little bit more. Like, well, I was kind of expecting this kid to go, you know, Omen, go Damien on us after he had his quote-unquote vision, because you assume it's a Satan vision, and he doesn't. Well, it's possible that Fenton just had, first of all, it's possible that he made it up. Like you said, you say whatever you want to get out of that situation. Once he realizes that his father is not going to take pity on him, he has to say that he had a vision. Now, his vision could have easily been... A god telling him, you know, hey, you need to kill your father because he's the demon. It could have easily been any right, of that stuff. Right. It's not that Satan came to him and was like, I'm Satan, you have to kill your father, because it's well, not no, even... No, but that's, it, Satan wears many masks anyway, that's a whole other concept, right. but it's still one of those things where... If you're going to give me that, I'm expecting more. Or even when, like, you start showing me the flashes and actual visions and stuff, I'm expecting more bang for my buck for an $11 million (laughs) quote-unquote movie. It was 11 grand. As opposed to just bad cutscenes. And then you still only showed me two. Like, you didn't even show me all four how evil these people are. I understand. I think the same way that you just said that things can be interpreted different ways, I think it's the same thing as in religion that it's easy to say that evil people are demons. You see what I mean? You can go ahead and say that because they are the spawn of Satan that they are demons. You see what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, as a, a religious people tend to go sinner and then depending on your level of sin, that's when you get into the demon category. Like, he's evil is when you get into, like, your serial killers and stuff like that. Like, there's, Which, there's a range here. When you go from, like, 
uh, he's okay to demon. Like, there's no, there's black, very well, black and white. But that's what, that's what older Fenton ends up doing is in order to draw out Adam because we didn't really need to go into this until now. In order to draw out Adam to kill him, Fenton called himself the God, the God's hand. Why can't I say that? Fenton called himself the God's hand killer because he was killing people that didn't deserve to be killed and keeping their bodies in his basement. He didn't kill himself. Adam shows up once it was on his list. Once Fenton showed up on his list, he showed up and killed Fenton. And in order right. to just give a little circle to this FBI, because it turned out that Wesley Doyle's name was also on his list, he was able to just make it that it was like Fenton that killed all those people and right, Doyle. Right. And then, yeah, it closes it all up. Right. But they also make notes. So this is the ending. You know, he kills, you know, Doyle says, you know, you, you were at the FBI. They're going to be looking for me. They saw your face. And Matthew McConaughey says, God will protect me and kills him. And the next scene is the next morning, it seems, where the FBI is all frantic and they're like, where's Wesley Doyle? We can't, you know, and they're giving people notes and they're passing along things and they're asking that agent that we specifically mentioned at the beginning. Right. Did you see, you know, what? And he's like, it's the strangest thing. He's a blur. I can't remember. I shook his hand. He's like, I shook his hand. I looked him in the eye. I cannot remember him. And then they're like, oh, shit, we got an issue. They bring the VHS tape and put it in. And there's Matthew McConaughey, but you never see his face because it's all distorted at yeah, the, yeah, at the uh, specific no. area. Yeah, at the specific area. So it's like when you don't have a chance to see Matthew McConaughey's face, the tape is fine. When he gets up to move, then it appears and you can't tell who it is. So in this reality, God does exist and Matthew McConaughey's character Adam and Bill Paxton were actually given the power by God to kill demons, to destroy demons, and Fenton was a demon. And all these other people that they killed were demons, and they'll continue on doing this and never getting caught. That's not a twist for me. That's not shocking to me. No, well, the twist, there's two twists. The twist, no, you didn't see it coming because you said that, you said before that this was a psychopath making these things up. So that's twist one, is that it's real in this. And twist two is that, Fenton was actually Adam telling the story. No, the t- well, one Adam telling the story thing that was not a twist. That was completely predictable. And two, and it's not so much that well, it's painted as that he's a psychopath, but it's also one of those things where like this is such a hokey movie. I'm sure it's actually fucking real at the end, so it's not a twist. Okay, so that means every stupid fucking thing that M Night Shyamalan does is not a twist, then. No, of course not. No, it is as de- by definition that is what a twist is. No, for you not falling you for all... it. You not falling for it does not mean it's not a twist. That's the definition of a twist. Is leading people down one way and then having the opposite be true or something out of nowhere happen. That's what the twist is. Yeah. So that is not the end of the movie, though. Because as Matthew McConaughey did say, though, his name was Fenton Meeks. So they show up at Fenton Meeks' house, and that's where they find the bodies of everyone except for Doyle and Fenton, obviously, because they're at the Rose Garden. The other people were not demons. They were regular people that Fenton killed in order to lure out Adam. Right. So what then happens, to further this point, just to slam it home, and this is why I can't believe, because like I said, I did my research, I went online to see what people thought of this movie, and there are many, many message boards where people are saying, can someone explain the ending to Frailty to me? And I don't understand how that's a thing. Because, because they're morons. Unfortunately, yes. 
But what happens is they go ahead and they go to Adams because obviously they have to tell Adam that Fenton is the God's hand killer. So the same agent who met Matthew McConaughey when he showed up as Fenton turns out that Matthew McConaughey Adam is is a sheriff in a small town in Texas. Dressed like Walking Dead. Yes, once again, yeah, they are because it's Texas. I mean, similar enough. <laughs> so the agent shows up, the quote unquote receptionist that answered the call before turns around, she's pregnant, she's like, Oh, let me get Adam. Matthew McConaughey walks out and they do a zoom in. You know, one of those like, oh, you know, he's going to recognize Matthew McConaughey. So they do that kind of zoom in weird thing where the, the backdrop moves and you're supposed to like be like, oh, he's going to recognize him. And the agent, of course, does not recognize Matthew McConaughey, even though he met him in person. So this is God mm-hmm. protecting Adam again. And he tells him and Adam's like, oh, any help you need from me, that's fine. And they shake hands and Matthew McConaughey says... Hey, I think it's Agent Hull or something. You're a good man because he touched him and he doesn't <gasps> see. Yeah, he doesn't see anything. Nothing comes to his head. So he says, right. You're a good man. And the Hull just kind of looks at him, walks away, gives the nod. Now, I guess this is Adam's wife comes out. She was a receptionist for the police department, the sheriff's department. She comes out and she's like, Is everything okay, Adam? God's will has been done. And she says, Praise the Lord or praise God or whatever. And then it's weird, as they pan out, it's this weird horror movie music that comes on. Like, you're supposed to expect something else to happen or a sequel's coming or something. It's so weird. It does not make any sense to the movie because since they've now completely hammered it home that he is doing God's will, there are demons, everything is good. Like, technically, you're supposed to now be on Adam's side. You're like, yeah, Adam. And you're supposed to be like, oh, no, that really sucks that Bill Paxton was killed because he was doing God's work. You're supposed to do this whole about face and be like, oh, Fenton was a demon, that fucking shithead. You're supposed to be like, oh, no, Bill Paxton died. So why put the horror movie music? If anything, it should be, like, happy music. Like, yay, Adam's still doing, yeah, Adam's still doing God's work, and this is great. It looks like they have a kid coming, so this kid will hopefully continue on. What I was thinking was maybe perhaps... Because she lied for him in the beginning of the movie, you know she's in on it. Like, you know she knows what Adam does. Maybe she also has that gift as well. That's why we were talking about having possible other people that have been chosen by God to do this. Maybe she also has that as well. That's all I was... That's looking more into it than probably needs to be. But also, I mean, Kelly, I know it'd be hard to explain this no matter what to anybody. If you met some guy who's like, hey... And maybe he waited a long time to tell you, but he was like, hey, just so you know, God speaks to me in my dreams and tells me demons to kill, but they're in human form and has to explain this the same way Bill Paxton did. And the girl still stays and is like, yeah, I completely like that'd be a hard conversation to have. I've had that conversation. With whom? Satan. We broke up because he thought I was going to kill him in the middle of the night, actually. What? (laughs) I'm... Dead serious. Is this a story for Ian Hates Love at some yep. point? <laughs> that is a tease. Yeah. That is a major was. tease. Wow. But then it's funny because like certain people I told this story to, they're like, no, I could see you just said that. Yeah, coming off that way. I'm like, awesome. Thanks. Did you tell him you were going to kill him? No, he said he kept having dreams. That you were going to kill him? Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I mean, that's. Right. But mind you, the sex never stops. So how does that work? Living on the edge. There you go. Living on the edge. Yeah, like oh, that. Oh, God. 
So yes. So that is the end of the movie. I did. I thought that was funny when the horror movie music came on because I was like, "What? That makes no sense." This is supposed to be what everyone's happy about now because those are your heroes. Those are the heroes of the movie now. And yeah, just that was a little iffy on the ending. But yeah. look, I did not think this was a bad movie. I, I really didn't. I And I know everyone now knows what you think. And you're going to get a bunch of hate mail, by the way. Good. Because there are a bunch of comments. Because you're all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Kelly's even blunter than I am on here. But I like the Rubes. You're all Yo, Rubes. Rubes is a good word. Rubes is a good word. <laughs> but I didn't think like look, I it's not once again, we know we can't always trust Rotten Tomatoes. There's a reason this has a 73% on it, is because this was a different type of movie than people were expecting it to be. Crappy one. <laughs> womp womp womp. Womp womp. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. I would recommend this to people. Hey, you know what? Some I got a lot of friends super into the Lifetime movies. If that's your, if that's your spiel, <laughs> I don't know totally why you this. say Lifetime because this had um, one woman in it, so it definitely wouldn't be on Lifetime. It's I'm sorry, TNT's best hits. Um, you know, because they do all their like made for TV horror. Mo- this is on the made for TV horror movies. Ah, uh, it's not. I, it's a not horror a horror movie. movie. It's a thriller, and it's not. A it's thriller. a psychological it's a thriller. Bad drama. Psychological thriller. That you really read into to be even remotely entertained. So well, you I just see have to be, be very fucking thrilling. observant, like I am. <laughs> and I mean, look, this is why you need books. This is well, yes, it's true. I I do love books, but that is one of the reasons why I say sometimes I I wish I could reverse flowers for Algernon myself, is so that I could be dumb enough to like movies that everyone else likes. <laughs> Well, we can't get you drunk, and we can't get you stoned, so there's the issue right there. No, that's very true, actually. But that's the so, thing. It's like, I mean, who wouldn't like to go to an Adam Sandler movie and fucking enjoy it? Like, no, because there's nothing there to look at. If it's going to be a dumb movie, they better be hot. But that's what. I, but what I'm saying is, what if you were in that mentality like so many people are, to go to those bad movies and enjoy, like, to watch Grown Ups or grown ups too. I'm and not be gonna like, say anything because I could go on a whole rant on how that's why we have minivans and people who did it. Like I'm not. No. Nope. Yeah, we wouldn't get any more listeners to this show at all because I will alienate. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> all right. So you would not recommend this movie, or you would recommend this movie? Like I said, um, if you're a TNT fan and you like this, if you like to watch a movie and drag it out for about nine hours because you like commercials too, because they're also entertaining and fun for you, you'll love this movie. You'll find it very entertaining, and it's you know a little <laughs> scary sometimes. There are no jump scares in this movie, by the way, at all, which is good. That's a that's a positive. Jump scares are the worst parts of horror movies. They they're not a thing. Like they are just loud noise, and you're supposed to be like ah fast, or no noise fast picture pop out. Yeah, or fast right, picture yeah. of something like that's. That sucks. That's unfortunately horror movies have taken that turn, and that's a very unfortunate part of it. This has no jump scares. That's why it's not a horror movie. It's not. But we've already talked about that multiple times. So, anyways, that is Frailty, everyone. Yay! Yay! What I wanted to do. When Bill Paxton and Fenton go and they kidnap like the kind of skinheadish guy when they're in the right. uh, garage. Well, the whole time I was thinking about this. Well, see, I didn't figure you'd have like clan <laughs> music on there. So, what? 
clan music? Clan music. Because he comes up more like a white supremacist than he does as no, that's a just, hick. But that's just the Benny Hill music for them, like, no, messing things up and stuff. But that's what's funny is they're trying to kill this guy. But it's like, ah, I dropped a can and that guy hit me with a tire and iron. And uh, yeah, okay. that, that joke fell flat. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Well, Kelly, why don't you tell us now that we're done with frailty? Why don't you tell me now what fucking movie we're doing next week that's showing up? No, I'm up. trying to think of a cool way to like hint at it and then not tell you. Oh. Which is why I'm trying to look up the taglines right now. Yeah, what was the tagline for Frailty? Watch this on Lifetime? Oh, I beat you too, Kelly. Well done. Oh, uh, you'll get your money back. No, you won't. It's <laughs> just even worse. <laughs> Once again, Ian says this is not a bad movie. Mm. You just have to understand what it's about. That's all. Not a twist. What a twist. Ah, there fine. you go. Right. Robot yeah, there's chicken. There's the tagline. Uh, why can't I pull this up right now? <laughs> DA slow internet. Yay. Perfect. That works. Turn down for what? There we go. Turn down for what? I love having a soundboard now. All right. So it's a Samuel L. Jackson movie. Oh, no. Because I know you're not cool enough to have it be Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Fuck no. But there might be a face waterfall. There's your other hint. We're not watching Deep Blue Sea. (laughs) 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 But LL Cool J is so awesome. All right. We can can do Deep Blue Sea. That's fine. It's not Deep Blue Sea. It's not? No. (laughs) Fucking watch Deep Blue Sea. That's a horrible movie, too. Wait a second. What could it be, then? (gasps) <gasps> oh interesting now, by the way um the blu-ray was a double feature ignore the other movie but it was cheaper so that's why i sent it to you wait this is back in the day where there were double features then shit we're not doing snakes on a plane <laughs> no. um <laughs> shaft <gasps> oh i want to watch um what's the um shazam <gasps> no we can't do shazam other <laughs> movie things have done that but I love Shaq. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, I guess I have to wait till it shows up then. Well, Kelly, since we are ending this and you hated this movie so much, <laughs> do you have anything that you can plug so that way people can send you their hate? Of course. Um, Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy and, of course, on Facebook. Uh, yeah. And if you want, I'll go on to my tirade of why you guys probably shouldn't drive minivans. I would like to thank everyone for listening. Even our people that Kelly makes fun of. I'm just gonna turn <laughs> Kelly into the bad guy because normally, normally, so normally I'm normally I'm the bad one. Yeah, normally Whatever. I'm, what normally I'm the bad guy. So now I get to be like throw your hate at Kelly. Fine, feel free. But I will argue all. Please subscribe, rate, and share on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, any of your favorite podcast listening apps. It especially helps us to rate us on iTunes. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show. Please rate us there because it makes things a lot better for us. You can also interact with me on Instagram, Ian Hates Podcast, on Twitter, at Ian Hates Podcast, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. You can also email me, ianhates at gmail.com. And there's also a submission form on the website, www.ianhates.com where you can uh, submit things through there as well. So there's plenty of ways to get in touch with me. I will forward your hate on to Kelly if for some reason it's easier that way for you. And I will read it and quote it and laugh at you on the next podcast. I think that'd be a lot of fun, actually. So we should start that. 
We should actually start that. Uh, also, you can find every single episode of Ian Hates Movies and Ian Hates Music on ianhates.com. You can download or stream from there if you're not a fan of iTunes and Stitcher and whatnot. So you can definitely do that there. Like I mentioned, I do have Ian Hates Music as well, where I am just churning out the interviews and conversations. Just recently had, for anyone who knows how big these guys are, Garrett Russell from the band Silent Planet and Matt Good from the band From First to Last. These are two huge people in the industry. It was awesome talking to them. So feel free, tune in, subscribe, rate, and share to Ian Hates Music as well. And then, like we mentioned, coming soon still, Ian Hates Love, just waiting for the artwork. Woohoo! Yes, that's going to be a lot. Apparently, Kelly has a ton of stories for I this. I have so many stories. And remember, too, this is your chance to be on a show as well because I will be talking to many different people. So we need people of all different genders and sexual orientations and everything because we are going to be talking about everything. So that's also a shout-out to anyone who wants to do that, and we can see if it works out. But I think... All right, so Kelly, do you have any last words for people? Nope. This movie sapped all the life out of Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got no nothing witty that I can throw at you right now. All right, well then I will end the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. You the agent in charge of the case? That's right. What can I do for you? I'm here because I can't live with what I know anymore. And listen, this may sound a little bit crazy, but I know who the goddamn killer is. What makes you think that? He hadn't even heard me out yet, and already you doubt me. They were raised to obey their father. Go to see Homer. To love him. To trust him. Night, boys. Sleep tight. Don't let those bed bugs bite. Until... Wake up. I've got something to tell you. What's wrong? There are demons among us. I can see the demons while other people can. I'm scared, Dad. Nothing that crazy could be real. The angel told me that God would be sending weapons. Maybe you just dreamed it. Maybe you're not right in the head. God will be sending a list of the first seven demons. These are people's names. And they'll look like people. They're not. Dad made up this whole thing. Do you understand? Well, if it has to be done, it has to be done. Is that true? Why would I make it up? It's all a big lie. I don't want to run away. You are hiding something from me. What is it you think I'm hiding? When I lay my hands on them, I'll reveal them for what they truly are. I got a pretty good idea of them bodies are. I'll tell. Craziest thing ever in a long time. Check the Rose Garden. I don't believe a word of it. But it's true. Bill Paxton. Those were demons. Why can't you see that? Matthew McConaughey. Tell me the truth. Sometimes truth defies reason. You're crazy. Only demons should fear me. You're not a demon, are you?